If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. David, welcome. Welcome to you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for welcoming in to your um, Cathedral of Cinema. Wonderful stuff. Welcome to the Random Movie Generator. Absolutely. You've got to have a bit of random, randomness in life, haven't you? You've got to mix it up a bit, a bit of variety. How, how are you feeling about this podcast? Excited, ready to go. I feel like Daily Thomas. But in general, in general. Um, in general, uh <laughs> there's always an element of like um of anxiety in the background what's going to happen oh yes always just just low level like a little radio hum oh, oh what, what what are you what are you anxious about um uh am, am i am i ready to um uh put together a great podcast well executed you know, like, um, oh well, well, you're the review. Do you know what, David? You're the reviewer. I've never put myself in your shoes. You're the reviewer. Absolutely, I've got. I'm gonna one who's gonna have to execute a review for crying out loud. Do you know what? I've never thought of that side of things. I just turn up and listen to you. Well, you know, that's why I just hope that I'm. I'm gonna be um, sharing some um, nourishing cinematic nuggets with the people of uh, podcast land. You will. There's always that little anxiety just before you jump out the plane. It's like, is that parachute chute going to actually open up above my head? You know, it's got, always got that vibe. Am I going to be able to land this plane filled with tourists? David, I saw someone put on um, Facebook or Instagram this week. They had some kind of basement room and they had a before and after. And uh, the before was very sort of bland, nothing in there. And then the after was a basement cinema. Wow. Have you ever fantasised about having your own home cinema? More and more, the older I become, <clears throat> I don't know if it's like a kind of like, I sounded like I was going emotional then, didn't I? I had to clear my voice. Um, I think when I was younger, I always used to think, oh, that's a waste of money. He just goes to the cinema. But I think the more I become like a middle-aged man who likes his little nest... Do you know, he likes his cosy little kind of like womb in the uh, in the uh, winter evening. It becomes more and more uh, attractive. Definitely, I know someone who's got a type of at home cinema. He's got like. Oh, before a- you start, before you carry on there, welcome to everyone in the uh, YouTube uh, who are watching us live. Thank you so much for joining. Sorry, Thank we're you. late. 
But thank you so much for turning up. David, you know someone with a home cinema. Absolutely. He has a. Uh, he turns his lounge into a home cinema. He's got a projector screen that comes from the ceiling. And then uh, it's. Have you been? Have you out. watched it? Have oh, you yeah, been there I've, watched, watched? I've watched a few things there. I watched June there. I watched the latest Ghostbusters film there. Is who um, is this person? Not that we need to know, but uh, he's a he's a chap that I went to college with in Worthing, right. and um, he was a corporate video filmmaker. So he do films like local businesses and things like that. Also, I saw Avatar there because it's three D. The uh, the lens he's got, and we've had some lovely evenings sat on his couch, drinking gin, scoffing popcorn. And watching big screen um, action with men well, when fighting you watch, each other. If I was to be, if I was to watch a movie with you in a living room, what would it look like? Would be, would we be on the same sofa or separate chairs? It's usually three men on a sofa. Um, three. Yeah, Ryan's there. Obviously, he comes on in the middle. Uh, no, I'm always in the middle. Bizarrely, <laughs> I don't know why. Are you? Um, Do you demand that you're in the middle? I don't know why, but they're, they're just the what the the, um, the the seats that have been assigned for some reason. What, you're uh, on a three-seater sofa and all the men are on the sofa? Yeah, all the men are on a sofa, three-seater sofa, large screen in front of us, lots of snacks on the table. What What's on the table? Let's go to Snacky, um, snacky Kingdom. Snacky what? Kingdom. What was the last thing we had? We had two big pub... Pubs, uh, pots, or oh, two big tubes of Pringles. Oh, absolutely! Which ones? Someone pointed out to me that um, Pringles are the shapes of a, of a kiss of a lips, and I never thought about that. If um, you know, if you look at a, a Pringle, the way it's kind of curved. Can you pout your, your lips lip. to see if they look like Pringles? Yep. Sort of, kind of like you know, like an auntie about. Can to you do a kiss. that again? A few times, just in and out. So it looks like You'll an have to asshole. explain it for the audio. Uh, goodness, there you go, like a cat's um, rectum. That's what I should put that on my eHarmony profile. Uh, if you want to ever kiss a cat's behind, it's, it's waiting for you there. There you go. Like some kind of octopus. Like something out of Blue Planet. It's not very um, inviting, is it? Right, so... <laughs> someone's asked, are your thighs touching on the sofa? <laughs> Oh, it goes without saying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, man, oh man, it's just like, you know. Yeah. So you got your Pringles. What else you? Uh, is that coffee table really stuffed full of snacks? It was last time when we watched June. And we got some, um, what was it? Caramel salt popcorn that was really nice. Um, but then again, you can't beat the cheapest of the cheap uh, sweet and salt Tesco popcorn. Oh, Get good, involved with that. It's only like 90p or whatever. And um, a hell of a lot, definitely. Are you, do you, if you buy, how do you buy all these snacks? Do you go, right, this is my lot, or do you just buy a big mountain of it and just tuck in? And if you do buy a mountain and tuck in, have you got your eye on how much Ryan's eating? And how yes, much I do. That's the absolute truth, which is like, by all means, have a bit. But when I see that JCB crane coming in and grabbing too much... Uh, it upsets me, and then can I we, can, can can we have a look at you watching the movie, and then just keeping an eye on Ryan, what he's doing. Just the eyeball going, because there's a part of me that's like an inner battle, which is kind of like, don't be ridiculous, grow up. It's a packet of ninety p popcorn, so there's a real inner wrestle. Yeah, I'm but the part of me is like, for crying out loud, you know, stop. The worst thing that really winds me up is when you've got Pringle dips. And someone um, 
puts the Pringle into the dip, eats a bit of the crisp. So they've still got a half of the crisp that's been going to their mouth. And then they put it into the dip again. As in their saliva's gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That does wind me up. Have you said anything to... Who I don't think I've ever said anything. It's, that hasn't happened in that situation, but it has happened in others. It's like, well, you know, now I'm, you know, now we might as well just be sat on the couch having a kiss. It's yeah. all over my cheese and chive or cheese um, bonanza Pringle dip. We're really going to the dark neurosis of Dave Eccles' mind now. No, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I, don't, I don't like sharing food at all. I hate it. Like, you get yours, I'll get mine. I need to know where I stand when I... I want to enjoy this. I don't don't want you picking at my... No, you get yours. Yeah, you don't... You know, I try and keep uh, liberal and open, but I turn into a real Boris Johnson by the end of the evening. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, that is mine. I own that. And uh, what I would do is, if I want to have it, is I'll then just put that packet of um, sweets or whatever between my thighs and just eat it. Oh, really? Which is a bit and too when, much. When you put the film on in his home cinema, do you three talk? Like, were you... At the guy's you... house, uh, whose cinema it is, because uh, I don't want to admit everyone's names, do you know what I mean? Because um, uh, he's many a time gone... Can we call him Cin- Cinema John? Cinema John, absolutely. CJ, Cinema John, Cinematic Jonathan. Um, on several occasions, I got a... Because really? he'd seen the film quite a few times, and I, well, I had to watch this if he listens to this because I'm not being. It's fine. We, it's fine. We all do it. We all do it. It's fine. Just a massive shh, please silence. Because you, because you were commenting on the yes, or trying to make um, comments about whatever the film was. Oh my god! Like what? What would you have said, for example? Would you be going, "Oh, that's a nice camera shot," or "That's a"? Um, it would be a case of, um, "Oh, I didn't realise he was in it." Shh. It's interesting you're the one who's chatting, but when you're at the cinema, you're saying, shh. I know, it's strange. I think the lounge, because I'm in a lounge in someone's house, for some reason, psychologically, I feel as though I need to keep the conversation going in a bizarre way. So I feel as though it's like a tumbleweed moment. So it's like, uh, it doesn't need to happen, really. Suckered uh, exclamation mark says, nobody shushes in a living room, lump him. Absolutely, not. you can't lump the host for crying out loud. <laughs> no, no, you can't. And how much? Go on. Go well, on. I'm just, I'm just becoming anxious now. And saying he's a lovely host. He, get, he gives you endless um, Irish Baileys. <laughs> does he? He does. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to backtrack now. No, I'm the same. I mean, I don't like, I don't like chat during a film. I don't think, or maybe no. I, if I'm not into the film, then I start really annoying know me so but yeah I think um, for me it's like an anxiety element of trying to feeling as though I should keep the conversation going because it's sort of like a social situation but it isn't how, how many minutes into the film have all the snacks gone um god I'm just I only realise it when having these conversations how snack obsessed I am to the extent that I'll work out windows of when to have what snacks throughout the film <laughs> So it's a case of um, it, it's, snack windows. It's as perfectly executed as the actual film. I literally have half an hour snack windows. Sorry, I have half an hour snack windows. I won't go on to that next thing until half an hour. What? 
Oh, what? You won't have the wafers until 35 minutes in? Or yeah, yeah, like stuff like that, yeah. I know it's act two. You've got half your mind on the film, half your mind on the It depresses me. It depresses me, that. It shouldn't be the case. The snack thing should just be a leisurable, optional thing in the background. I don't like that you eat that should much be, sugar. Like a, just the part Did you hear Mandy? Did you hear Mandy? What's she saying now? What's she I don't like that with? you eat that much sugar. Well, you know, it's my... When you stayed at mine a few weeks ago, you sprinkled sugar on my head and licked it off. What? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's the truth. She said, did you hear that? I got the She said, when you stayed the night round hers a few weeks ago, you sprinkled sugar on her head and licked it off. All over. Yes. I spilt sugar on her head and to no, be polite, no, licked no, it off. No, 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 no. I didn't no. Like, purposely put sugar on her head and yes, then lick it did. off like some kind of sexual deviant. I yes, accidentally she did. put it on her head instead of a cup of tea and said, Excuse me. And I was holding a mug and a, and a, and a spoon and I just licked it off like a gentleman would do. Lying. She just said lying. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it takes two to tango. I certainly did not lie. It's, uh, I'm not lying, lying now. now. I didn't lie then. Yes, you are. Simple as. Why do I want to spill um, sugar on a, on, a, on a cold metal box and then lick it off like a giant fly? The same reason you wear black I leather pants. I want to do that on purpose. She just said the same reason you wear black leather pants. The only reason I wear black leather pants is to feel secure. It's as simple as that. Jamie, it's like an airbag in a car. You know where you are. It's as simple as, do you know what I mean? I don't wear them all the time. I wear them once a week because of chafing and things like that. But you can't wear them consistently. And if I turn up wearing black leather pants to your shed slash warehouse, it means I'm making an effort. I'm trying to do something a bit special. So it's not a criticism. They should be celebrated, those black leather pants. It's the cowboy in me coming out. What does that mean? A sort of gunslinger kind of what the hell kind of vibe. You know, does she want me just to turn up in my peacock cottons? My just peacock Y-fronts? No, that's, that, that's zero attention to um, male kind of dating etiquette, is it? I'm trying to add a bit of je ne sais quoi to the evening. David, something else just said, calling Mandy a cold metal box is a bit harsh. I'm just saying what I see. Simple as that. You know, I, you know, I spilt sugar on her and I licked it off. Because my hands were full. David Edwards Movie News. So, David, have you got any movie news this week? Yes, lots of interesting movie news. Abs- absolutely. Um, here we go, 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 gadget. Here we go. I've got so one thing that's really interesting, definitely, is the um, scriptwriter uh, Stephen Knight is doing really interesting things. And Stephen Knight, got British film writer, he's not a di- well, he has directed films, sorry, but he's primarily a scriptwriter. He's had a fascinating career. He's a real. He, it, he created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, didn't he? Yes, he did. And also, the big one, I guess, is Peaky Blinders. But he's done loads of Peaky Blinders. He started off writing for Jasper Carrot in the 80s. Did he? Yeah, detectives, things like that. Even before that, who is the comedian? I always forget these people's names. The comedian, he was around during the Beatles, and he had a, um, a feather duster. Ken Dodd? Yes, he wrote for Ken Dodd in the early days. How old Stephen Knight? 
oh, 50, 60s. And if you look at his IMDb, um, it's just filled with absolutely... He's had an amazing career. Did he write Locke? Did he write Locke? Yes, he did, with Tom Hardy that's just based There's in the There's a car. really good BAFTA uh, screenwriting lecture with Stephen Knight. Is there really? I'd love to see that. I'd love to... Is it on YouTube? Do you listen to that series? Uh, I've listened to... Is it the BAFTA ones? I don't think I've listened to his. I think it's BAFTA. Yeah. Oh, it's good. They're great. Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've listened to most of them, but I haven't listened to his amazingly. Anyway, lots of really interesting things are happening with him at the moment. Basically, Disney, um, they're having issues with their money um, as a company because they put too much money into streaming. And it's hit a plateau with the amount of um, people that are um, signing up. But um, ultimately, at the same time, Disney are respecting that they can't you know, um, stop putting money into streaming because it's the future. But um, it's a case whereby at the same time, they've almost just, they've injected too much money into it. They've become too enthusiastic. So to keep the shareholders happy, um, the CEO, Bob Iger, has said there's going to be a Frozen 2, a Toy Story 5, and a new Star Wars film coming out in 2025. Because you've got to basically come up with a menu of films so your stock is still really, really high. A lot of film critics say that doesn't help creativity or new ideas, but it's, it helps to rise their stock and gives them a more interesting future projection. But anyway, that's quite boring. The main thing is Steve Knight is um, going to be writing the... Uh, Stephen, is it Steve? God, I'm talking quite personally. No, I like I like that you know. I'd love it if you knew knew these people. Good. Steve Knight said, "Absolutely, the Knight Rider said this." Because um, basically, my point is, Disney are frantically trying to make this deadline of the um, December 2025 a brand new Star Wars film. Because there hasn't been a brand new Star Wars film for years. Because the last few were real duds, and they've paid several billion for the rights. Damien Lindelof was writing Star Wars film, and he's a well-known scriptwriter. He created Lost, the big TV show, and he's been pushed out because apparently it doesn't meet the expectations of Disney, and Steve Knight's taking over that. Stephen. Stephen Knight, Stephen. Uh, why do I keep calling him Steve Knight? Like he's a radio DJ for Radio 1 or something. Um, what, what would Steve Knight sound like in the mornings? Is Stephen Knight. I keep calling him Steve. What would Steve Knight sound like? I reckon he'd do like the five AM. Oh, absolutely! It'd be zing zan. Could, could we hear his intro, David? If you're Steve Knight, here we go, and we're on air now. Hi, this is Steve Knight. I'm taking you from night into morning. It's five AM, and we're going to be doing film reviews and some weather trivia. I'm not just going to be giving you the weather forecast. I'm going to be giving you the facts behind the forecast. You know how big is a um, what are those stones called that come out of the sky made of ice? Uh, hailstones, I believe. I'm going to be giving you some facts about that. Apparently, there was one the size of a giant squirrel uh, in Australia. So my producer said, "Because it's time for the news to, to hear what's happening on planet Earth." This is Steve Knight taking you into the light. That's what he could have done, but he could write scripts. <laughs> believe me, amazing. <laughs> Um, so Damon Lindelof has been pushed aside and now Steve Knight's taken over that Stephen! Stephen Knight for God's sake sorry Stephen I can imagine doing a pitch of him my name's Stephen it's not Steve not even my mother calls me Steve I apologise 
Um, that was terrible movie news. You think it's easy to do this? Oh, is that the end yeah. of the movie news? No, 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 it's not. That was just oh, part right. of it. This is a lot more <laughs> succinct and a lot more easily okay. put together. The other thing that Stephen Knight is doing is um, he is writing a remake of Vertigo and um, Robert Downey Jr. is going to star in it and take Jimmy Stewart's role. Okay, that is a lovely bit of news, David. There you go, very succinct, very to the point. The Star Wars one went on forever. So he's doing a new Star Wars film, and he's doing... Is a sorry, is he writing it? He is writing it, yes. I don't know if he's directing it, because he has directed stuff before. But I think my thing is, be excited about Stephen Knight, because, um, he, you know, uh, look at his international movie database, he's done loads. Peaky Blinders is doing a film next, it's going to be set in the Blitz, and they're doing a theatre play of it. It's interesting. There's a lot of franchises out there. They're turning into theatre plays. I think because Harry Potter did so well, because they're doing a Stranger Things theatre play, which seems a bit of a bizarre spin-off. Really, I'd have thought Netflix have got bigger fish to fry. David, but, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at his IMDb. Yeah, it's very impressive. Very Upcoming impressive. writing. Great expectations. Star Wars. All the light we cannot see. I know it's amazing. Ferrari, the Veil. About what? I know, what? I know, it is, that's what I mean. It's, also, he did Spencer, the Diana thing. Uh, you know, the Princess Diana um, uh, biopic uh, that did really, really well. He did that as well. It's incredible. I'm sorry, how does he do this? Well, the other thing is, um, he did two shows back to back. He did um, Peaky Blinders, obviously the big one with Silly for Murphy, but also, uh, I'm terrible with names, obviously, Aquaman star. Uh, it was a big Apple Plus show called C. And that was very ambitious. The whole cast is blind. And no one can say it's rogue heroes. Yes, he did that as well. Yeah, he did that. That did very well on BBC over Christmas. They're going to do a second series of that. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'd love to get him on the pod. Oh, my God. It'd be amazing. Why don't you? That'd be incredible. I'd love to listen to, like, if you did it on Chatterbit, it's like a long-form interview of him. Or with you? Oh, God, with me, it'd just be orgasmic. It'd be amazing. I'd keep that part of it private. I wouldn't let Stephen know about that, but, you know. Yes, he's, he's a real, real, real talent. And I tell you, um, his first film, Dirty Pretty Things, um, I keep meaning to mention that in my recommendation section. That's bloody brilliant. It's about... Um, uh, well, I could do it for this year, th- this week's recommendation, really, of a film to look out for. It's on Film 4's archives. Hey, let's, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, let's I'm jumping. Jump, jump, I don't yeah, know where I'm going yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. jumping the whole menu. Can you imagine that happening on, on the news? Let's go to sports now. <laughs> Thank you very much for this week's movie news. Thank you. Well, I think there's one bit more. No, that's it. Sorry. Oh, no. oh, oh you got more news? Oh, only that um, DiCaprio is going to be appearing in Paul Thomas Anderson's next film with Joaquin Phoenix. But sorry, I'm ruining no, but the what film is it? What film is it? No one knows the film yet. It might be a period piece in LA, but no one knows for a fact. It's like um, uh, uh, Tarantino's film, The Film Critic. They think it's going to be about Pauline Kale, the film critic in the 1970s. And a, and a well-known podcast presenter has already said it's not about that. You know, um, it's it's he knows what it's about because he's friends with Tarantino. But he says it's not about that. So no one really knows what these films are about. But there's talk that um, the Paul Thomas Anderson one might be a period piece in the um, in L.A. But it's, it's definitely going to star DiCaprio and Whacking Phoenix. But sorry, I'm ruining the format. No, of, you're um, not. Oh, you're adding kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. Hugely appreciated.
David Edwards Movie Review So David, um, this week's movie review, I have no memory whatsoever. It is the science fiction Prospect. Or is it Prospects? What's that? Uh, maybe Prospects is a sequel. I don't know. Um, it's basically, it was, um, so I've got my notes here. It's a The Prospect, and it came out in 2019. And it stars the now very, very popular Pedro Pascal, uh, Jay Duplass, who obviously um, went on to be a big um, independent filmmaker, and Sophie Thatcher. Um, Sophie Thatcher, I don't know, she she's done anything big um, since this. Maybe someone's going to tell me, no, she's a massive Netflix star. But she doesn't. Um, her name doesn't leap out at me. But obviously, Pedro Pascal is a big, big deal. And it's I've never heard of The Prospect, David. The thing is, not many people have. And um, it was slightly on my radar when it came up on the generator last week. And it's set on a remote alien forest moon where um, uh, the atmosphere is hazardous. You require pressure suits and air filters to navigate the land. And it starts off with a stressed single father dragging his young daughter, C, out on a high-risk prospecting expedition. So it's basically like it's like a Wild West film in the sense that this, this um, daughter and father are going on this planet as they would do in the turn of the century in a Western to like go looking for gold during the gold mine um, period. And um, it's hazardous. The other people turning up in spacesuits are also looking for their gold, but it's not literally gold. It's a resource that you can sell off the planet. And this resource is in these alien sacks. And you've got to be very careful about picking the resource out because the alien sacks can just implode. Um, I don't want to give away any um, spoilers, but the daughter and the father are um, separated. And she has to um, form a relationship with another guy on the planet looking for these resources who's a form of like almost sort of gunslinger-esque character, basically. And um, she's only got a certain amount of time to get the resources and get it off the planet. But I don't want to give away too much plot information. Let's have a listen to a little bit of The Prospect. 2742 requesting release. I know. I know the line is dead. We'll be back on the other end of the sling. Oh! <laughs> 
play a bit. Thoughts? Thoughts? If you're a sci-fi fan, this is a serious hidden gem. Wow! I love that, David. Can we do that again? If you're Thoughts, a sci-fi, Dave, hang on. Well, the prospect. Thoughts? If you're a sci-fi, well, fan... well, no, you went thoughts. Oh, oh that's you... a... okay. Sorry, I ruined it already. Here we go. No, 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 no. The prospect. Thoughts? Thoughts? If you're a serious sci-fi fan, this is a serious hidden gem. Said serious twice, but oh, dice. Here we go. If you're a serious sci-fi fan, this is a hidden gem. I love that you said that. Absolutely. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, didn't you? Oh yeah, I got a hell of a bit. I enjoyed bloody watching it, Captain. I, I really did get a. Um... Were you surprised at how much you enjoyed it? It's been on my radar for a while, type of thing. I keep thinking I should give that a go. But then there's always these big prestige films that keep coming out. You think, well, in actual fact, it's not going to be, it's not part of the conversation, you know, as in like pop culture conversation. You know, it's not going to be um, nominated for an Oscar. And you feel as though you should put your attention and focus in other places. But no, it's very good. Also, if you're a fan of Pedro Pascal and his re- recent TV work, it's fascinating because Pedro Pascal's in The Mandalorian. And also is in The Last of Us. And both of those films, he plays this surrogate father figure to a youngster, like Baby Yoda or the teenager character in The Last of Us, the teenage girl. And in The Prospect, he's literally playing the same role all over again. He's a surrogate father to a, um, a young teenage girl taking them through a hazardous sci-fi setting. So it's the third time he's played this kind of surrogate father element. So if you're interested in Pedro Pascal, Hunt for the the Prospect, and it's bloody good. It's a real foreshadowing where Pedro Pascal's career um, is ultimately going to go. But yes, it's strange. The 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 title, the Prospect, and you're talking about alien sacks imploding. I'm like, I can't think of anything worse. But you loved it. Oh, honestly, when you hear about the film, it's very, very good. If It's got elements of Alien in it, in the sense that it's got that real grimy, truckers-in-space, blue-collar vibe. You know, they're out there working, you know, it's very industrial. It's very good world-building as well, in the sense of, they use the term world-building now, where the, um, the they use that, it's a pretentious term, but they call it mise-en-scene, which is like all the... Um, the set decorations, the colours, the um, the location, it feels very real and grounded. Do you know the Nosferatu, the spaceship in the Alien, it felt like a very real place. It was a physical, tactile place and everything, all the little tools and everything um, seemed as though they linked to a clear reality. The little pods that people live in, they feel very yeah. real and thought out. I've just found um, a review here. My streaming gem, why you should watch Prospect. Oh, I can imagine so. It's very, very good. Alongside that alien element, that the world building, that Ridley Scott eye for detail, it's definitely got that Western gunslinger, Han Solo, Star Wars, dopamine, George Lucas hit. You know, you are dealing with cowboys out in space. Did you just hear what Mandy said? Oh, just as I'm enjoying myself. Go on, Mand. One sitting, big boy. Question mark. Oh, absolutely, mate. Don't, don't worry call about me that. Mate. Definitely one sitting. She just said, "Don't call me mate." Sorry, I keep doing that. I need to start getting that Cockney. Um... So it's a one sitter. Oh, easy, easy, peasy. A one sitter. A one sitter. Simple as that. 
a cinematic lap dance. I didn't get up once. How long? There. How far into the film did you go? Oh, I'm in here. This is great. Yeah, that's very true. Very early on. Very early on. I thought the world, alien world building was great. I was like, oh, this looks great. This is very cool. And then the Star Wars element came in. I like Pedro Pascal. And then it had that that Mandalorian Last of Us element. I was like, God, he's done all these this style of narrative before. So the film geek in me was being fed. And then just the, um, the, uh, the, the unassuming just film viewer, I was engaged the whole time. David, would you mind if we went to the... Um the uh, the college on the hill and walk along the hallway and meet uh, Mr Charkins to see what he thinks of it it would be very much a case of um, entertaining engaging but um, a film that very much is um, standing on the shoulders of giants very much painting by numbers I can see uh, Lucas's um, left elbow I can see Ridley Scott's winking eye I can. This is a Frankenstein bastardization of other people's triumphs. But but but, but does it matter, Mister Charkins? Because I enjoyed it. Well, of course, it matters, because cinema can only live and breathe if new originality is pushed into it. This is just someone who's gone into the larder and grabbed other people's food and just mixed it into a trough. Pigs eat from troughs. I want to eat from a delicate china plate where a chef has turned up with new ingredients and created a new meal. There's nothing new about this. I can see where Star Wars ends and where Alien begins. It's laziness. It's, it's, it's men wearing nappies, having nostalgic wet dreams. When they need to be chucked out into the cold. Chaplin didn't reference other directors. Chaplin summoned, summoned the cinematic heavens. And that's where the tramp appeared. He didn't pretend to have a lightsaber. Oh, okay. Goodbye, Mr. Chaplin. Yes, goodbye. He's not happy. Uh, just to keep everyone uh, everyone informed, Mr. Charkins is a fantasy. Uh, what would you say he was? He's um. Um, he's a he's an aspiring scriptwriter. Uh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yes. He's definitely an aspiring scriptwriter. He's got a Bitter script. old turd. He certainly is. He's never written an article for Sight and Sound, but he's had a letter printed in Sight and Sound where he was talking about a littering or people being too loud in cinemas. Okay. And um, he regularly writes um, reviews in the local newspaper or online newspaper now. Dr. Greggles, uh, Lauren says, uh, gosh, Charkins. And then Dr. Greggles writes, as much as I love hearing Mr. Charkins' opinions, he's definitely a bit of a knob. It could be, it takes, it's different horses for different courses. Yeah. Okay, David, the big one. The Prospect? I think it's called The Prospect, or is it called Prospect? Anyway. It's called The Prospect. Also, the chemistry, even if you're not a sci-fi fan, the chemistry between Pedro Pascal and the, and the girl is very good. Lots of good bands. i tell you what was interesting about this film as well. I think we mentioned a previous one. I saw 65 of Adam Driver. It's very similar to this. Um, action hero figure playing a surrogate father looking after a teenage girl going through a hazardous terrain this time surrounded by dinosaurs and the prospect pulled off it's called prospect 
The Prospect, sorry. No, it's called Prospect. Oh, right. I've written The Prospect. It doesn't help when I've written... Oh, God, how ridiculous. It doesn't help when I write down the wrong title, does it? Um, and it's a case of, I would say, this managed to pull off what 65 couldn't quite do. And I think... Um, the chemistry between them is really good. The banter, the conversation. I mean, 65 is not great in the sense that um, the two characters couldn't speak the same language and it stopped that banter coming together. Right, David. Um, so, Prospect, the sci-fi... Was it a thriller? Uh, I think it's um, a sci-fi adventure, i call it. Sci-fi adventure. Prospect, the sci-fi adventure. How many chalk ices out of five... Are you going to give it? Five. Uh, if you're a sci-fi fan, it's a five. If you're not a sci-fi fan, I think it's still a very strong... It's three and a half. Because the chemistry between the... Um, the daughter and the um, and Pedro Pascal is very very strong, and it's got a good thriller concept. There's a ticking. I'm going to ask the background. question again. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give it? Five. Five. Five, David. I bloody enjoyed it, sir. I got you. Involved. Didn't you give her like a five as well? Oh, was it a four, maybe? You gave this a five. This is wonderful. Did I give her a locker a five? I'll have to watch that. You can't give out fives willy-nilly because they lose their power. But I, oh. I still give this a five, definitely. Hurt Locker was also very, very good. I don't think I appreciate that enough. The f- I did give Hurt Locker a five because I think someone said in the YouTube stream, perhaps a four, not a five. But I'll have to watch that because you don't want to start handing these out left, right and centre. But I did enjoy the prospect. I thought it was very, very good. It's called Prospect. It's called Prospect. The pro- it's just called Prospect, Dave. Just called Prospect. I'm talking to me, not you, by the way. Um, having a sort of existential moment there. Now, this is the caveat, though. This is the moment you think what's going on. What? Yeah, this is a strange thing. The directors have done nothing since. It's directed by two guys. They've done nothing since. And um, I heard somewhere they tried to do a... Um, an online produced film. This came out in 2018. 2018. My notes are completely wrong. I've got the wrong title of the film and the wrong date. So um, there we go. I shouldn't even be admitting that. Hopefully, we can God, do yeah, it. they haven't done anything, have they? It's very odd. I guess 2018 is not that long ago. And also, there was COVID. So that might hold him down. Uh, hold them down. There's two guys who directed it. I heard they tried to do something online whereby they tried to get different artists online to come together to put a sci-fi film together. And they tried to finance it with blockchain and brick coin money. Um, but they haven't done anything properly with a studio for a while. I'd have thought that would be a real um, entrance in. Well, David, thank you, thank you so much for this week's movie review. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, I thank love you, sir. Hearing, love hearing a five chock sir. Thank you, Captain. No, I mean it. No, and I mean it too. I'm very passionate about it. All the way. David Edwards Movie Tip. Mm. 
So, David, have you got any movie tips this week? Last night, I saw a rather good film. A surprisingly good film. Okay. Definitely worth checking out. Before um, There's lots of good films coming out in April. So before the April element turns up. Um, uh, definitely. Do you know, surprisingly, Scream 6 is worth your time. I never thought I'd say that. But it's, it's made by... Right. Did you go to the cinema and watch Scream 6? Yes, I did. I love that. I love that you, you're so devoted to movies. I love it so much. But it got it got very good um, reviews. It's it's by a group of filmmakers called Radio Silence. They're two directors and a producer, and they did Scream Five, which is just called Scream. And obviously, Wes Craven's passed away now, and they're taking over the franchise. These three guys, and um, it's I I haven't seen the last one, and it got very good reviews. Number five, but this one. Considering it's a screen film, I was very engaged. There were some very strong set pieces, and it's set in New York, which is very clever, because usually they have these John Carpenter Halloween empty suburban streets element, and then they have a house party in a in a beach, a very sort of middle class esque beach house, don't they? Which has got just woods around them. I don't think I've ever watched a screen movie. Oh, they're worth. It's an education. It's worth particularly worth watching the first one. They're definitely worth checking out. It's a movie, movie. You know, it's very self-aware and postmodern because all the characters are talking about film, horror films whilst existing in a horror film. It's got that element to it. But it, this one's set in New York, which is very clever in the sense that you're surrounded by people, but you're in these situations where you couldn't be more alone. And through doing that, it creates a nice urban setting. It refreshes the franchise and it creates more interesting set pieces in a different location and setting. Um, it's a lot more bloodier than the others as well, because the first screen film was more about being chased. The first three or four is more, Ooh, more the I chase. Like that. I love a chase. And you have the, the sound of that. The chase, chase element is still there, the chase aspect. But it's a lot more bloody, a lot more intense. But there's still 15 certificate. It almost shows that we've become quite desensitised, I guess, by violence since the 90s. How busy was the cinema last night? Um, about half of it full. It wasn't packed. Any jumps and scares? Did you hear many? Oh, yeah, lots of those. Lots of those, indeed. Did you Did you jump and out your seat? I wouldn't say I ever jumped, but there was a, involved, there's a scene involving a ladder. I won't give it away. And that had me in quite a tense moment. I thought, oh, I'm being can, sucked into this. Can you go back there, transport yourself, so we can see what you look like when you're watching the scene involving a ladder? Like Are you mid- moving around doing that? Oh, yes. Uh, hopefully I'm not um, getting in anyone's room. Uh, my head's not getting in anyone's gaze. But I'm... Oh, yes, you would do. If you knew the scene, your head is moving around like a kind of uh, confused emu. In a, in a forest. Well, they don't live in forests, don't they? I don't know where Yours live. do. Oh, Yours do they? Do. Oh, mine do. Simple as that. Simple as that. I might oh, review. do they? Oh, do they? <laughs> oh, do they? I didn't know that. I might have to move them out. It might not be the right agricultural terrain for them. It's all getting arsy. Oh, do they? Oh, do is they? That's where they amuse live, is it? Is that what they need to be now? Do I need to show <laughs> them into my forest? Um, but yes, oh, there are some good bits. I definitely recommend Scream 6. Did you, was it good fun watching it with a group of people? Uh, yes, it. No, not really, in actual fact, because it was a late night showing, and when it's a late night showing, you always seem to get. It's a bizarre one, this, and it's a bizarre thing for me to say. 
I always seem to get two middle-aged men who spent their whole evening in the pub and then they just wander into a cinema and um, they've got the most bizarrest food, like they've managed to bring kebabs and things in and they just really talk loudly. Oh, like, what time is this? Um, it was quite a late showing, it was about nine o'clock. And, and they all... Oh, sorry, David, I was on Twitch last night at around about nine and someone wrote, David will be tucking into his uh, rice cakes at this point. And I said, no, he won't. He'll be home now. No, I you... just... Absolutely, at that exact point. Telepathic, <laughs> clairvoyant, clairvoyant. Wow. So that's exactly what would have been happening at that point. And when I want to pass their seats, they always leave something behind. It's bizarre because they're so drunk. They'll leave a jumper or a wallet, or something behind. Can you name three things that they have ne- they, they wouldn't leave behind? Three things. Um, their pants. Um, Quick. Uh, their fo- the pants, food, and... Um, Quick. Uh, d- Quick. Uh, Quick. Uh, and Quick. ring. A uh, wedding ring. Wedding ring. <laughs> Those three. <laughs> that, that. They anything. Leave wedding ring behind. There you go. Leave yeah. that on the side. <laughs> I've had enough. I've watched Screen 6 and I've had an epiphany. Oh. I'm not a... a, a, a uh, God, what's the word? Will you believe in marriage? I was going to say mahogany, but that's wrong. <laughs> mahogany. Sorry. David, how many chuck ices out of... Um... Oh, monogamy, by the way. How many monogamy, chuck thank ices? you, sir. Thank how you. How many chuck ices out of five are you going to give Screen 6? Okay. I would say 3.5 with some 4 out of 5 set pieces. There's some very strong set pieces in there. Really strong. It's like, there's some, I'll tell you what, there's some set pieces in there which are probably the best in the franchise that perhaps are even better than anything that took place in the first film. The teenagers are a bit wooden. I mean, don't get me wrong, that, that Gemma or... I just don't remember anyone's names. It's literally a medical infliction. Um, It's the girl who's basically in Wednesday. And her name is um, Gemma. I'll just write it in straight away and it'll come up for me because she's absolutely massive. Um, Oh, thank you, Mandy. Here we go. Uh, Thank you. So the star of it. Oh, what's she saying? Oh, she's just giving me a flat track. Is there one for me? No. Right, there you go. That's a very political flapjack you're reading there. Jenna Ortega is uh, one of the main stars in it. And uh, she's rather good because she's massive at the moment. She's obviously, she's been in two screen films. She was in a big horror film by A24 called X. And she was in the Netflix hit Wednesday. And she's going to be in Beetlejuice 2. And um, yeah, she's a real powerhouse at the moment. It is interesting how a lot of these... um, Big actors and actresses all come from the Disney Club, like Ryan Gosling, Scarlett Johansson, uh, obviously Britney What do you mean Smith. the Disney Club? What does that mean? Um, in the sense that they all appear, like Shia LaBeouf, in like Disney TV shows. Oh, right. It seems to be a pipeline really? for young they, talent. Really? A lot of them, a lot of them. If you right. Google it, you'll be amazed by how many. It's another Richard world, isn't it, it's, another it's another world. It's another world. 
and she was interviewed recently about her experience with Disney, and she just said it was really bizarre. That Why the weren't mums, you involved with Disney? Oh, I'd love to be. Absolutely. Why weren't you? I, just, I blame my parents. They just weren't proactive enough. They needed to get a, a photographer in and get me into LA. And I'd quite easily have been in... Um, would you have done it? Oh, God, I wouldn't have survived a second in that uh, competitive climate with those kids. I mean, they're like workaholics at the age of 12. And she was saying that um, she'd have bizarre conversations with other mothers asking, who's your photographer? Who's your agent? Can you give me this person's phone number? And all the mothers are just living through their kids. It was very bizarre. David, at Denfi said, right, see if we get this right. Let's let's work this out. At Denfi said last night on Twitch at one minute past nine, David's probably tucking into his rice cakes about now. What time did this movie start last night? Can we can we find it? Eight fifty. Exactly? I know for a fact. Eight fifty. It started. So would you have been eating rice cakes eleven minutes later? No. So there you go. I know that for a fact. I would not have been eating rice cakes eleven minutes after. Why? Because in actual fact, it's bizarre. But um, it's from these conversations. This is getting a bit therapeutic. Always, it's from these conversations that I focus too much on the snacks, and it's like Dave, you're here for the film. So for a good half an hour, I just focus on the narrative of the movie. I don't get straight into it. Also, I had a box of McNuggets I was sharing with Ryan, and um, they're on the um, the rotor of, of, of what to eat first. So no rice cakes? No. I focus on the narrative at the beginning. Okay. Because I think it does get too snack heavy, do you know what I mean? It's like the, the film almost just becomes like background music, like I'm at a disco. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, David, for this week's movie tips. No, thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Part of the podcast, I adore Mandy is chugging away. Here we go, 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 Captain. And this is where you choose ran- three movies randomly. Randomly, you have to pick one blindfoldedly. Wonderful. To review next week. How do you feel? Can you? Can we get inside your mind here, David? How do you feel at this point in the podcast? A moment of trepidation. It could be Peter's Dragon which yeah. was um, quite an experience, or it could be Prospect. So someone got in touch with me on Twitter, I think, or was it Patreon? It might have been Patreon, and said uh, along the lines of, I can't believe David didn't like it, Pete's Dragon. He said, I'd go back to that year on year. Said, I really? You're like a big, yeah. big fan? Gosh. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. It didn't yeah. do it for me. It just felt incredible. I think it's got to be one that you grew up with. It's got to have nostalgia in it. I watched a bit of Peach Dragon in the week when I did the edit, and my word, I, I could see it. Was it was so theatrical. <laughs> Everyone's those... booming voices. It just felt like yeah. um, very low-budget kids' TV of the 70s. 
And also, um, the actual set animation with the dragon was appalling. And this was around the same time as Mary Poppins. And that yeah. animation and live action merging was far more effective. Dr. Greggles has written, Await David's disappointment face at the mention of the 1960s. I tell <laughs> I mean, it's not all... I mean, I saw the Ipcris file uh, pre- recently, not for the first time. And uh, obviously the 60s has got some great stuff. Doctor No, Ipcris file, um, lots of uh, Alfie. There's some real classics there. Okay, let's go. Here we go. The random Mandy's chugging away uh, right at my. F- You're very close to me today, Mandy. Oh. Uh, chugging away. Who at wants my to feet? keep her distance? You just generate randomness. You don't, you know, stop the flirting. So the genres are there, David. Take your time. Really feel it. Yeah. Let us choose the genre of the first movie. Stop. Western. Okay. And now, the decade. Stop. 1960s. Oh dear. Generate, please, Mandy. Mandy has generated four movies. It's now down to you to tell Mandy to stop spinning them. Press the button. Butch Cassidy and oh, the Sundance Kid. I've always <laughs> wanted to. I've never seen that. I've never seen. I've read oh, William Goldman's books. I'm a massive fan of William Goldman, and I've never seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That is on my bucket list. Okay. Okay, this is lovely. David Fincher always talks about it. This is a film that's constantly referenced and in my my um, radar. Yeah. Okay. I'm fascinated to watch that. Fascinated. Okay, second movie. Let us let us pick the genre of the second movie. Really feel it because it seems to work for you when you feel it. Stop. Adventure. Oh, well, that is me, isn't that? Well, my life's not an adventure, but that's the genre I like. Hence, my life not being an adventure, I like to watch adventures. And now pick the decade. Stop. 1970s. That could be... Uh, 70s is probably my favourite era. And we generate. Mandy has generated four movies... It's now down to you. She's spinning them, and it's now down to you to tell her when to stop. Stop. King Kong, 1976. That's supposed to be a real... That did not do well. It'd be really? interesting. Isn't Jeff... Isn't... isn't um, it's not Jeff Daniels. Dear God. Bridges in that. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Jessica Bridges. Lang. Yeah, Jessica Lang. Jeff Bridges. It's not supposed to be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch it with great interest. Don't get me. I mean, they they created a giant animatronic um, uh, King Kong, didn't they? Only the face and parts of the body. But it'd be an interesting one to watch. Who directed that? That's. Um. I don't know. That's all right. We'll have a look. But that that's interesting. It'll be an interesting one to watch. Certainly. Okay, third movie. They didn't go near King Kong for years after that. It wasn't until Peter Jackson 
almost as like a vanity project, demanded to do it in between Lord of the Rings films. Well, not in between Lord of the Rings films, in between the releases of them, because obviously he made them all back to back. Okay. So I'm going Time off on one. Sorry, carry on. That's what we need to do. <laughs> Time to choose the genre of the third movie. Remember, David, this is the movie you will be watching on your own to review. Let's get this right, potentially. Um, stop. Drama. Okay, can't go wrong with that. And the decade. Stop. 2000s. Okay, that, that sounds good. That sounds potential. And we generate. Mandy has generated four movies. It's now down to you to tell her when to stop spinning. Take your time and feel it. Stop. The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. What is that about? Never heard about that. Who on earth is in that? Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. What is that? Don't know. Dear God, spare me. <laughs> I mean, it could be good. Could be like a new Sundance film, you know, that I've never heard Spare of. Spare me! Spare me, he says. Okay. Now, I've given each movie an A, a B, and a C. I've jumbled them up. Or have I? Or have I? Very true. Very true. You don't know what I've done. Feel it. Or have I? I might have jumbled one up. I might have jumbled two up. I might have jumbled all three of them. It's over to you, David. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I'll... here we go. Are you go which movie are you going to review next week? Is it gonna be A, B, or C? B. The Sisterhood. Oh no, what? What is it? What is the film? Dear God, I mean, I can't always be on a high. I mean, I've had, I've had Lockerhead, Lockerhead, Locker, whatever. And Hurt Locker. Yeah, Hurt Locker. And um, Prospect, so I'm going to have a downer now. Can I, I read, do you know what? Can we bring this into it now? I have to read it to you, what you're about to, okay? Please, 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 okay. please. The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. Here we go. The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants is a 2005 American comedy drama directed by Ken Quapis from a screenplay by Delia Efron. Delia Efron? She's well known. The film stars America Ferreira, Amber Tamblin, Blake Lively and Alexis Bledel. Yeah, well, um, Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. Right, okay. I mean, that is... Um, and who did you say wrote it? She's well known. Uh, Delia Efron. Delia Efron, right, okay. So Delia Efron created... Um, uh, you've got mail. Yes, and, and Sleepless in Seattle and all that. She produced that. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm having a look at it now on Rotten Tomatoes, and um, I've got 82%. That's strange. Why is it strange? I've never sort of heard of it. 2005 it came out. It might be good. You never know. Who's Ken Quapis? Um, I what, don't know. It doesn't really matter. I pronounce that? Ken Quapis? 
He's he directed um, a walk in the woods. He's just not that into. He's just not that into you. Licensed to uh, wed. Amazing yeah. stories. He did one of those in eighty seven Spielberg series. Okay, uh, Noah. He directed a bit of Parks and Rec. Sesame Street presents. Follow that bird. You can't knock Direct, that. Directed a bit of Space Force. And a bit of The Office. Directed 13 episodes of The, the Office. This guy knows his stuff. Well, I'll, I'll keep my mind and heart open as we wander into this um, into this journey. It goes oh, You must saying, be feeling just a bit... Well, it's got 82 Would you have rather now. King Kong or not? No, I think King Kong is going to be a dated turkey. I'm pretty confident about that. But Butch casting the Sundance Kids, I need to get off my bloody... Um, Bum, bum uh, just off my bum. I don't know what I was going to call that. There, my buttocks or whatever, and um, yeah. and, and definitely just watch bum that on my own steam. Yeah, get off my bum hole, my cat, uh, cat, Pringle kiss uh, metaphor again. This is silly, but could you do a quick impression of a dated turkey, as if you know, like an old turkey that you find in a farm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you David David it's been a bloody delight this week oh thank you sir. I think Sisterhood has got potential I think I was you too cynical know. and negative but you never know 82% the, the audience score is in the high 70s as well do you know what I mean I need to start um, I need to get into sister mode Dr. Gregor says King Kong 1976 is a truly awful, truly awful, and it's a lucky escape. Oh, there we go. We never really appreciate our lucky escapes, do we? Do you know what I mean? I could be watching a giant 70s animatronic gorilla with That's horrific green screen in the background. I think things like that make an interesting YouTube video to look at, as in like a history rabbit hole uh, dissection, not something you actually want to sit and watch, watch. Well, David, are you ready to answer three patron questions? I am always. I'm glad they're here to ask the questions. It's kind of them to, you know, make themselves available. Thank you very much, everybody, uh, for listening this week. Um, Please like and subscribe. Please leave a lovely comment if you enjoy the the podcast. Anything else, David, to promote it? Uh, Thanks for your time. Simple as that. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears and your hearts and your souls. Thank you. Thank you.